Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. SG Extra, only on Money FM 89.3. This is prime time on Money FM 89.3. And now it's time for Powering Your Property, where we bring you the latest in property sector news and updates. So let's get right to it with Nicholas Mock, Head of Research and Consultancy at ERA Real Estate, to find out more. Now, Nicholas, market watchers were mostly surprised about the outcome of last week's tender closing for a white site along Marina View earmarked largely for private residences and hotel use. The plot, which was triggered earlier from the government's reserve list, drew just one bid at tender. Is this unusual? It's quite unusual. Uh, in the past, even for sites that are very large uh, in the downtown area and where the land price goes over $1 billion, we can still get a handful of bids, uh, single digits, but definitely more than one. So it does raise some eyebrows when the tender closed and there was only one bid. But uh, another surprising thing is that that bid was only slightly above the minimum price, just $101 above the minimum price. Nicholas, what could have contributed to lackluster interest then? Well, there's a few factors. Uh, Number one is the absolute sum of that amount. The minimum price was $1.508 billion. That's a billion with a B. And um, so with such a huge sum, not many developers uh, would be able or willing Mm. to come up with uh, such a huge amount because it's putting a lot of eggs in one basket. Secondly, is that when the tender closed uh, one week ago, you know, we have a lot uh, of news was just coming out of China Everglade, the biggest and most indebted real estate developer in China. And that might have caused some, it increased basically the risk profile. And thirdly, is that there are also uncertainties in the construction industry here with manpower shortages and probably uh, construction delays and then construction costs is also rising. So all these uncertainties increase the risk profile of the project, leading to probably lower bids. And as you mentioned, Nick, it's a hefty sum, $1.5 billion. So when was the last time that something like this happened? And what do you think might happen next? Well, the last time uh, that a white site, and this is a white site, meaning Mm -hmm. that developers have some flexibility in what they can build on it. Uh, The last time a white site uh, attracted only one bid was uh, before the Asian financial crisis of 1998. Uh, So we're talking about more than 20 years that we haven't seen this. But of course, for a government land sale or pure residential project, the last time one of these sites attracted only one bid was in 2018 for the site that is now being developed into Avenue South Residence. Uh, that that site was also attracted quite a big price tag of over $1 billion. So perhaps it's the, because of the uh, huge price tag that uh, fewer developers participated. Okay, Nicholas, let's move on and talk about contractors that may face some contractual disputes, claims as COVID-19, legal respite are now ending for them as well. Lawyers who told the Straits Times that there are now signs that lawsuits are brewing with these contractors preparing for their contract disputes. So manpower and building material costs have also spiked since the pandemic began. Many projects are delayed. Is the situation really that bad? 
Well, yes, it is, uh, especially if you are in the thick of things. You are one of the small contractors or subcontractors who are owed money. And um, it, it's basically a, a kind of like a daisy chain, you know. The main contractor will hire the subcontractor and the subcontractor will hire another subcontractor to do part of the jobs. So all this, when one party couldn't pay the other, it has a ripple effect, like a domino effect, in fact, along the line. So uh, everybody is trying to get their money. Otherwise, some may even fall. Uh, the companies may go belly up. So as a result, it actually lawsuits is uh, almost one of the last resort because once you take somebody to court, basically the relationship will sour. It, it might mean that I'll never do business with you again. So I guess they will try all means to try to recover the money that is owed to them. The last resort is litigation. We're speaking with Nicholas Mark, Head of Research and Consultancy at ERA Real Estate. Nicholas, you mentioned ripple effects there and this chain that we're seeing within the property market, the industry, with the construction sector, as you mentioned, suppliers, subcontractors. So who is going to be next then? Well, nobody really knows uh, who's going to be the next one uh, going to um, belly up. It's quite hard to tell, uh, especially when many of these uh, companies are not publicly listed and hence mm-hmm. their financial statements are not. They don't need to file their financial statements uh, publicly. But I think that there are, it also depends on whether are they able to recover the money that's owed to them. If they are, if they are able to do that, uh, then uh, they could be safe for the day. Okay, so what will this mean for the credibility, I guess is the right word? Or how would the industry stand with, with all this happening? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I think the word end, I'm looking of, at, the confidence. Well, I think at the end of the day, it depends on the paymaster as well. Uh, usually, mm-hmm. if the paymaster is the Singapore government, uh, they are a very reliable paymaster. But we have also seen that there are major contractors, Great Earth, who has managed to get government HDB jobs uh, to build HDB flats and they also face financial difficulty and one of the problems is because to, in order to get some of these uh, lucrative or, or rather very stable jobs some of these contractors bid at very thin margin very thin so, so they, uh, some of them are even almost uh, at bare bone profit margin mm-hmm. and hence once there is an increase in cost such as manpower cost where right now there's facing a manpower shortage or an increase in material uh, cost. Like, for example, the price of steel, the price of aluminium and um, copper has all increased by 50 to 60 percent. All this is going to basically erode their profit, wipe it out straight away, and hence they have they are, they are facing financial difficulties. Nick, what does this mean for the real estate sector, property buyers, those that are looking in the market? Should well, they be concerned? We have often heard that over the last year that one of the reasons why the HDB resale market is heating up is mm-hmm. because buyers are a bit uh, less confident about when they will be able to get their keys, their HDB flats, and hence they are turning to the resale market. I think the same, uh, they were, uh, we are really seeing signs that some buyers are also turning to the private resale market because in the way a bird in one hand is better than two in the bush so they are looking at resale properties that are already completed and which they can move in and of course some of these buyers are hdb flat owners who well they have to sell one in order to buy one so they have to sell their hdb flats and they need a completed property so the demand for completed properties could go up secondly is that is what's going to happen down the line especially in next year and the year after that the increase in construction costs and possible construction delay um, will also increase the 
prices of new project launches in the near future, especially those that are going to be launched in 2022 and the year after that. Already, uh, some of the land prices are rising and with construction costs going up, uh, I think this is going to add to more upwards pressure on uh, property prices in the coming months. Okay, so this sounds like a perfect storm brewing in many, all all around the property sector here in Singapore. Is there a solution to this, Nick? Well, it's a case of limited supply right now. And we're talking about supply of um, building inputs. Until the supply chain is solved, there's actually no quick way around it because people still need a place to live and developers need to develop the land because when they buy the land under the current additional buyer stamp duty regime is that they have to complete and the construction and the sale of or their development project within five years. The government may extend the construction deadline to maybe five and a half to six years, but developers still have to sell everything. So in the end, uh, that deadline is looming uh, for some developers. So I, I don't think there is uh, absolute, um, well, the, the, the very short answer to is there a solution? The solution is the supply chain problem has to be uh, solved. But it's not just in the construction industry, it's in everything, in, in silica, in uh, semiconductor chips mm. from, I don't know, you know, remember last year people were rushing to the supermarket to stock up on toilet papers because they thought there's, a stock, there's going to be a shortage of toilet papers. We wouldn't see something like that uh, happening, hopefully not, but there not. is a shortage. There is a shortage in uh, other construction inputs and manufacturing inputs. So overall, Nick, then, are you expect, how long are you expecting this price increase to go on for within the property market here in Singapore? Could we see this bubble pop? Well, I think that if the bubble is, or rather, uh, I wouldn't exactly call it a bubble because bubble usually is created by speculative fraud, mm-hmm. but this is more of a cost push increase in price. It's, the prices are going up partly because cost is going up. And I think that it may not ease until probably a year from now when the supply chains uh, ease up because well, one of the things is that we might be able to get the situation here, like, for example, the supply-demand dynamics here a bit more in order, but because a lot of the construction input, almost 90% of it in Singapore is imported. So it also depends on the COVID situation and, uh, and, others, uh, and the supply-demand dynamics in the countries from which we import these construction inputs. And those are something that's beyond our control. Okay, well, Nicholas, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the show today. It's always wonderful to hear your insights on what's happening in Singapore's property market. Uh, It's a pleasure, uh, Rachel. Thank you. We've been speaking with Nicholas Mark, Head of Research and Consultancy at ERA Real Estate. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.